Welcome to Thinking About Adoption, a podcast brought to you by AdoptMatch. We are your hosts, birth mom and AdoptMatch policy director, Kelsey Vanderblade-Ranyard. And AdoptMatch co-founder and adoption attorney, Celeste Liversidge. We're here to cut through the noise and tell you the truth about what to expect before, during, and after an adoption, and to make sure you connect with the right support and people along the way. Through information and education, our goal is to preserve adoption as a safe and accessible option for women facing an unintended pregnancy. If you're considering adoption and need help or just want to learn more about the process, visit AdoptMatch.com, where you'll find everything you need to know about adoption, along with a directory of ethical adoption attorneys, agencies, and a wide range of awesome waiting adoptive parents. Listen to Thinking About Adoption on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you've heard, please take a minute to leave us a review. Today, we're talking about why an expectant mother needs her own lawyer. So the usual situation is that the adoptive parents have representation, but the mom does not. Celeste, tell us why that is and what it should look like. Kelsey, I don't actually have a good answer (laughs) as to why that is. It is honestly, as an attorney, it's completely counterintuitive to me that the one person in the process who is irrevocably giving up legal rights forever and ever to her child, something so fundamental as parental rights, is typically the one without legal representation. And she's instead relying on either a social worker or, worse yet, the adoptive parent's attorney um, for legal advice. Adoption is is an intensely legal process. It ends with parental rights being terminated, and it is not something that you want to navigate without having somebody that's your own legal advocate who you can ask questions in a confidential setting and really have the assurance that individual knows what they're talking about, knows the law inside and out, and is going to have your best interest at heart. The typical scenario, adoptive parents have an attorney, expectant mom does not. With regard to the law, the just like just as an open adoption, the law is very significantly throughout the country. Each state has a different a different law about separate legal representation. Only four out of fifty states require that mom has her own separate legal representation. Some states require that she be offered her own attorney, and this is all. Anytime mom is either required to have her own attorney or offered her own attorney, that also. Along with that is that the adoptive parents um, are paying for the attorney or the agency is paying for the attorney. But in a typical scenario, that doesn't happen. Typically, she's relying on a social worker or by the adoptive parent's attorney for legal advice. We want to talk about the fact that there are significant legal issues in an adoption and that need to that need to be answered. And Kelsey, in your adoption, <laughs> did you have an attorney? No, I did not have my own. Attorney, and, and why was that? I, the way it was presented to me by the adoptive parents' attorney was that I didn't actually need one. I he I remember he ran through his spiel to me about this is how it works, this is how the process goes, and I want you to know that I actually don't represent you. I represent the adoptive parents. If you want your own attorney, sure you can get one, but you really don't need one. And that was that. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, I don't need one. I really didn't have. Any knowledge of how any legal process worked? I was 22. I didn't. I just didn't know enough to go seek out my own attorney, and I didn't know where to start. and And it wasn't a priority to me because it was told to me that it didn't have to be a priority. Yeah, and the last thing 
a typical expectant mom in that situation is going to do is push back on that mm-hmm. and say and demand their own attorney because it make it, you're almost made to feel as though you're causing problems yeah. or stirring the pot or creating issues. And sometimes think people think attorneys and they think of somebody that's going to come in and drum up problems between people. And really, the opposite is true. Having oftentimes this, no, this is not an adversarial process. Mm-hmm. This is not everyone is working together voluntarily toward the same end, and that's to to make this adoption happen. But Part of that process is having the reassurance and having the confidence and trusting that your legal rights are, first of all, known to you and that they are being enforced and that everything is happening the way it should be. So, for example, and we're going to run through the we're going to run through the issues. But, for example, if you don't know that having a contact agreement is a possibility in your state or in the state where the adoption is being finalized, if you're never told that, you're not going to have one and you're missing out on a huge part of an adoption that's afforded to you by the laws of your state. And there's a whole host of examples that we're going to talk about. Celeste, we do know that expectant moms need their own attorney now, but why do they need their own attorney? And what kind of laws do expectant moms need to be aware of and what do they need to be informed on? There's a whole list and we're just going to run through them. We just don't have time to to get into the details of them. But first and foremost, say that things like um, their right to financial support, every state has a different law about what's allowed and what kind of support the adoptive parents are allowed to provide for the expectant mother throughout the pregnancy and beyond. So things like living expenses and counseling, medical care, those kind of things. Those are really important laws to understand it to make sure that number one, you're asking for what What's in, what you're entitled to, but also to make sure that you're not accepting support in excess of what the law allows you to, and that happens. That happens a lot, and it's a real it's a real problem. And um, things like the birth father's rights, like what are under your state's law, what is the process for the birth father in an adoption? What if he doesn't want to consent? Does he need to consent? How are they going to advise him of the adoption? Those things affect an expectant mom's experience, and you want to know those things up front from your own attorney, what your revocation period is. That means how long you have to change your mind once you sign adoption paperwork. Having someone review the adoption paperwork with you beforehand and making sure that you understand every single provision. And typically, it's a mom sitting with a social worker going through that process, and that's not how it should be. Then, whether post-adoption contact or open adoption agreements are enforceable, and we have a whole other episode about you should listen to 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 learn more about open adoption. But are these agreements enforceable in your state? And even if they're enforceable in your state, if sometimes the adoption's not finalized in the expectant mother's, sometimes finalized in the adoptive parent's state. So you need to know about that state's law as well. And you shouldn't need to go onto Google and try to figure that out yourself. These are things that that your attorney should review with you and will review with you. And then with the consent, what happens after you sign the consent? Is it, do you need to, first of all, do you need to go in front of a judge to do that? How long, again, how long do you have to change your mind? And there's a, these are just some of the things, some of the legal issues that arise. And there, there certainly, there are certainly more, and these are all things that your attorney will, will review with you. So given these facts, it's pretty obvious that each and every woman making an adoption plan for her child should have her own attorney whose job is to make sure that before she agrees to an adoption, she is one, fully informed about her rights and responsibilities under her state's laws, 
and the laws of the state where the adoption is going to be finalized, which are sometimes different. And two, given the opportunity to ask questions and raise concerns in a confidential setting. This has been Thinking About Adoptions podcast. Thank you for joining us.